Happy New Year, one and all. Welcome to the Supplement Central Podcast. My name is Robert Chinesky, the Supplement Engineer. Joining me, my brothers in arms in the supplement industry, Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition, Justin Hall, Supplement Snoop, and the newly launched, soon to be mega fantastically successful, MyQ. Yeah, we even got the new branding going on here. This is uh big so your camera up a little bit and so we can see it all in all of its glory and get your, your, your big old head out of the way. All right. Um, which way do I go? There you go. It actually I was telling these guys it actually lights up. Uh Kristen got it for me for Christmas and uh but it was just it was a little too overwhelming. It was a little too much a little too much bright light coming from behind me. So we decided to leave it on there a little bit. Speaking of your better half, hey you oh, yeah, yeah, she did a good job with this. What's up, Miss Kristen? How are you? So yeah, we haven't done one of these in a long time. I'm out of practice. I haven't done a podcast since the three of us last did this back in yeah, I don't think whenever so. that was August. I don't September, think so either. I haven't. It's been a while. I know yeah. Rob, we did yeah, a, couple, yeah, a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, happy New Year, one and all. Post up any comments, questions, queries, quips, or smart ass remarks you've got. We'll be here until uh, we get bored or you stop asking us questions, one of the two, or I run out of uh, burden. So we'll see what happens. What do you, what do you got going things, on? Well, what do you got going? What do you got going on there? Bourbon uh, right now, I have still Austin cask strength. And then if that runs out, we'll figure out something else afterwards. Anything cask, cask strength is we're good to go. I, I don't know. So I, I don't know if I shared it with you the other day. We got to drive up to Virginia. Um, in a couple of weeks, I won the online lottery for a Bowman cast strength um, in Virginia. It's it's going to be good, man. It's going to yeah, be good. I've tried the regular Bowman Brothers. They're 90 proof. I have yet to try the John J. Bowman, their single barrel. Which oh, is, it's, it's so supposed good. to be great. I mean, like it they is. source the distillate from Buffalo Trace, and then they do mm-hmm. one other distillation once they get it to the, and I'm, I know you know this, but this is for all the listeners that aren't nerdy yeah. about bourbon like we are. They re- they do another distillation at the distillery in Virginia, and then they package it in the the John J. Bowman stuff and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. no, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I feel you, Pete. That's uh, yeah. Pete's already he's already starting. Get big in the nine seven three. I wish I knew what area code that was. If anybody knows, let me know. Jersey, Jersey. Okay, well there we go. Yeah, that's uh, that's Lucas. How are you, Lucas? Yeah, Luca, I talked to him for the first time maybe like a week ago. Um, he does Great a lot guy. of good. He does a lot of good uh, pollen, yeah. pollen breakdowns. Excellent. Koss. Evening, gents. Hello. Maria. Hi, Maria. It is freezing. It, will, it was freezing here in Texas this morning, although we got all the cold with no snow, which if it's going to be this cold when I wake up, it was 16 this morning. If it's going to be that cold. I uh, I don't see the point if there's no snow. Yeah, that's true, especially like with the wind. Because we were just, I was just uh, talking to Michael. I think everybody knows that I my manufacturing gets done in Texas, and it's getting shipped out this week, and it's supposed to arrive hopefully within the next week. This next big batch uh, that we ordered, and it's like, yeah, hopefully it gets there in a decent amount of time because it's just so screwed, like the whole like south uh and then they're not used to it down here so yeah pete gotta grow a pair and dive into the single malt scotch 
Yeah, I've had a few scotches. I just I, I love bourbon so much. Yeah. That it's higher proof typically and cheaper. Younger age, but you know, America. America. Bought a decent bourbon a few weeks ago. Bullet is good. Did you do the regular bullet or their 10 year? Yeah, bullet's good stuff. Yeah. Allen. Heroic vision. These three gents are dangerous together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, All right gents. Yeah. So what's up yeah. first on the docket? We're caught up with the comments. Keep them coming, everyone. We'll get to them just because we don't get to them immediately. Just we might be in the, you know, the thread of conversation. So we will get to anything and everything that's asked um, during the course of our conversation tonight. But first, let's recap 2023. Highs, lows. Where are we going this year in 2024? I heard this, uh, I don't know, Apollon, I think something like that. I kept seeing them pop up every two days on Stacked in 2023. And uh, I don't know if you've heard about them, but it was apparently a big year. I, I tell this to Robbie all the time. I was like, dude, I've I've been up to my elbows with one skew. I don't know how you do this every week with every single skew and flavor. Uh, it was a lot of appalling uh, in 2023, probably, what, even more in 2023 than in 2022? Yeah, it was definitely more in 2023 than 2022. But um, you know what? The thing is, is that in 2022, we had bigger plans than we actually achieved. So a couple of SKUs were delayed, and there were still problems with a little bit with supply. So they kind of, like, were moved to 2023, so it kind of accumulated and it's just one of those things that didn't happen and we were on a roll and we just said you know what fuck it let's continue and i'm a firm believer that you know uh obviously not not all the products are going to be a huge hit because you know pre-workout proteins they definitely dominate that's without saying anything uh but um we just had uh, kind of idea after idea and it accumulated and, and it was like you know what fuck it let's do it and let's have a big year and I think we did. I mean, clearly we did. And um, I think it helped us because uh, I always have, from, and it's no secret, a lot of companies are putting a lot of money into advertising and marketing, which is, which is right. I mean, that's the way it should be. But I always believe that your products are your biggest advertisement. I mean, you know, your product will speak for itself. If you have a good product, I think that that's going to go a long way because the truth is, and I'm again, I'm a firm believer in it. I can sell you once anything, once. But if the product is shit, no matter who I'm going to pay, how I'm going to advertise, where I'm going to post, you're just not going to spend your money anymore because you know what? You fell for it once and you're not going to fall for it again. But if you have a good product, it's going to find its consumer. So we said, you know what? Instead of pumping a lot of money into advertising, because let's face it, you know, you can hire a bunch of people, whether it's influencers or, uh, um, you know, uh, content creators and they will say anything because you're paying them even if it's not true they will hype up your product but once the product is with a customer with a consumer if he doesn't like it that's it you know what it, it's not going to help so i think that considering that we invested instead of into marketing we invested mostly into product and the product helped to advertise and promote the brand and I think a lot more people realized, you know, what we were doing. And I think the following, uh, the customer base, and sales, everything increased. So it definitely, it justified what we've done. 
Um, you know, obviously profits are good, but when you're buying such volumes, yeah. you're buying volumes of products yeah. and you're buying more than you used to buy, then you don't really make profit because everything goes back. I mean, I'm pretty sure your second or third batch is, you know, by the time you run out of the first one, you already have to buy a second one. So you don't get to enjoy the money because if you're a smart businessman, you have to reinvest. And that's that's just the fact. Yeah, I've been explaining, I've been walking people through the process. It's because sometimes it's easier to start someone with, you know, I just launched one SKU, so it's a little bit easier for people to understand. And I was telling them, and like you guys, you know this, I have my my second round of the product. We had to order double this time. So it's showing up hopefully like a week from now. I put in the process a week after we launched when i saw the initial like surge of how many people were buying it and liking it i i started the process on november 18th if you go back through my text messages because you have to order the labels first that was the first message i sent was on november 18th so i had to be two months ahead of when i thought i was going to run out and i mean i am going to this stuff is going to arrive like literally as the last but and i only have one skew you can't run out if you only have one like there's nothing else to sell so what you have going on uh with all this other stuff is almost to a point where it's like uh no one could really understand that but um before we like switch any other topics there was one thing i wanted to ask you because one of the cool things you did this year and we had talked a lot about collaborations in the past how, and I know how some people's like licensing deals where, you know, it's pretty generic how this company says, hey, license our whatever it is, our flavor, our, our movie or whatever, and pay this price for it. But you went, one of my favorite products the whole entire year, your collaboration on the protein, the hazelnut protein. We haven't talked about this. How as much detail as you can give. How did that, how, like, how, because I know how a lot of the generic ones happen and I know how you felt about the generic collaborations. So I'm kind of curious, like, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you was like, how did, how did that even like come about? And it worked out so awesome, by the way. So the thing is, is that um, you already know, like you said, how the licensing works. You approach the company, you negotiation take place and you know you have probably to pay a certain fee and they have to agree to it and that's pretty much a done deal and i've seen you know ghost has done a spectacular job doing it and then obviously everybody because we have a lot of in this industry what i keep saying is we have a lot of copycats everybody copies each other and not necessarily that it's wrong and it's not illegal i mean that's something that you can copy any brand but I think it gets a little bit boring and it gets a little bit generic. Like you said, I mean, it's repetitive and uh, there's no mystery. And not only that, I'm not going to name brands, but I've tried few of the brands that collaborated with these giants um, and they just don't taste good. Mm -hmm. they, they just do not taste good. I mean, I'm sure you've tried a couple of products. Robert, you've tried a couple of products. They don't taste and they don't even remotely close to the original. And that's what I figured, you know what, that's business. That's pure business. Could a pawn do it? I mean, a pawn is not such a big company, but at the same time, I think that we could have pulled it off. In fact, we talked, I think, to two 
big players and we could have pulled it off. There is a lot of paperwork and a lot of headaches and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. And yeah. the end, it's no, it's all mm-hmm. about money and obviously they're getting exposure. So it's not complicated, I would say at all. Pretty much any anyone with a little bit of money, you don't have to have a lot of money. Anyone can do yeah. it. So that's the reason when one of the podcasts, I think we've done it with Robert, maybe even with you, where I said, you know what, I'm not interested in that. I think that that goes, can I do it? Yes, I can. What, what, what am I going to accomplish? You know, one of the things that Apollon is known for is that we do it our way. We do it, you know, in a unique way. And, you know, when Robert and I sometimes we discuss uh, formulas, I just, uh, by the way, Robert, I looked at the Greens formula that we did about two years ago. And you're a fucking lunatic. You, you, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You know, I compared it to every Greens formula. I finally got to it. I compared it to every other Greens formula on the market. Number one, we're going to be broke if we do it because you're crazy. But again, that's what people come to expect. That from theme us. there. Yeah, that, 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 that's what they come to expect from us, that we're going to do uh, fully dosed products and products that actually work. And yes, they're going to be expensive. But at the same time, if you look at the prices that we charge, I mean, they're not that expensive considering what you're getting in the product. So I said, I don't want to copy anyone. I don't want to do anything that everybody else does. So mm-hmm. I was not interested in collaborations at all. Um, when Panda reached out and they said they want to do it, we did it. It was fun. I mean, more mm-hmm. than anything, it was just a fun project. It was very, very quick. It was successful, but if I have to be perfectly honest about it, and that's the only way I know how to answer this question, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. It wasn't, it wasn't a masterpiece, you know? I mean, it wasn't something unique. And, you know, I'm basically, and I don't want anyone to get a wrong idea that I'm shitting on my own product because it was my product and Pandas, I'm not. I just was not impressed. It was just, it looked like, sort of a little bit of panda a little bit of a pawn but uh we literally had better products this year a lot better pre-workouts than that collaboration mm-hmm. it was great label it was fun but i was glad when it was over it, it sold out pretty quickly but i was actually down on myself because i said you know what this is not what a pawn is all about we are about triumph and doing things like the chocolate hazelnut protein this is what we are about and I felt like we kind of became a little bit generic with that product. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know what, what I'm saying? I'm not, again, I'm not trying to disrespect Panda. I'm not trying to disrespect my own company. I'm not, it was still a solid pre-workout, but it was just one of many others. And that's not cool in my book. That's not like, you, you know, you did your supplement and it stands out because it's one pill, but it performs very well and it's done differently from what you would expect from a one pill product you know mm-hmm. there is obviously thought went into it and it's done differently and that's what i wanted to with a poem so last year and i'm sure i can say it uh carolina received her green card and uh, we went to celebrate to this macaroon place that she knew and it was fucking phenomenal and mm-hmm. they had all kind of beautiful desserts and uh, they told us that the pastry chef is from France and he just happened to be on premises. 
And I wish I could take credit for it. But all of a sudden, Carolina goes like, let's talk to him. You know, he had a couple of locations and let's see what we can do. You know, maybe collaborate on one of his pastries. I mean, I said, yeah, sure. So uh, she talked to him he, and he was, he didn't know what we were talking about. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, what the he, hell? He's <laughs> far away from a supplement uh -huh. industry. Yeah. And he had no idea, but he was like, yeah, sure. Okay. You know what? Okay. That's fine. And we picked two of his pastries, or he picked, or Carolina picked, I don't even remember. Uh, and we took the pastries actually to our manufacturer. We drove over there, we brought it, like, okay, try this. If you can nail the flavor, great. And, you know, I mean, our proteins are pretty good. The guy who does our flavors, he's, he's really good. Yeah. And he, he did the samples, we got the samples, and typically we approve everything that he does on a first or second try. That's how good he is. Yeah, we just give it to people around the gym, people approve it, and that's it. So it's easy. And we tried it, and we thought it was phenomenal. I thought that it was like, whoa, this is cool. We took it to Pierre, to the to chef, and he goes, it's horrible. <laughs> and it was like, no, this um... is... But again, because to us, from within yeah. the supplement industry, we are impressed. But, you know, somebody who actually went to culinary school and mm. you know somebody who actually understands or, you know somebody like kristen uh, you can't fool people like that it's not even about fooling which is not that good the the flavors that we have they're not that good they're good for supplement world they're even delicious for supplement world but when you compare it to actual pastries to actual chocolates and and and, and stuff like that it's uh, it's it's a it, it, <laughs> it's a copy it's a cheap copy that's what what it is yeah. so he said no uh we went for another round and he said no again we went for another round and he said no again and i was getting pissed i was getting pissed my patient I, I just couldn't handle it anymore and it was a couple of times many times and then i finally kind of said you know what guys i feel bad for our manufacturer and i just i'm not comfortable anymore doing it but he was very fired up he wanted to nail it it was two flavors actually hmm. and Carolina goes you know what let's go again and I refused to go I said I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going I'm, I'm done um I said the flavors are perfect but you know what I mean how many times we're gonna do this because that was taking months now and she went again and he approved we actually had video we have a video of him approving it I was shocked I mean we almost cried you know that he approved he approved actually both flavors so the second collaboration with him is going to come out, I think, sometimes in the summer. But we thought that was very, very, very cool, you know, to do something like that. And even considering our flavors are good, um, that one just stands out. That that one is just, it's a different beast. It's mm -hmm. completely different beast. I mean, mm -hmm. you've tried it already. Robert, i got to send you. Um, it's just, it tastes different. It's a different level. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, so to like backtrack so you're just eating at this macaroon place and carolina goes i'm gonna go to the to the chef and say let's collaborate yeah that's pretty much how it happened yeah <laughs> that's amazing that, because that's like, like what you're saying it's different right because not to and not that everyone's like this or every collaboration is like this but i think it kind of ties into what you were saying where there was i think maybe at one point sort of an art to the collaborations and then it started to be it was just basically we could do it over an email a, a, a company would be like here's our license 
we'll take a chunk of your money, click there, we have a collaboration and everybody get hype about it. Where it just, that's where you kind of go, okay, there's nothing collaborative about that. You're just slapping your thing on, on our thing and we're calling it our thing together. And then not really a lot of, a lot of collaborating or like a lot of, you know, when people are calling it that, it's like, yeah, that's not really a collaboration. It's just sort of us using each other in a weird kind of way. So to actually, I kind of had a feeling that's how it worked, especially with, I know how you feel about collaborations, but that is, that's a pretty funny and something that you probably never would have done. I would have never done that. That's no, I would never. And that's something never crossed my mind. Yeah. It, it didn't cross my mind, but I thought it was very, very cool. But these are the type of collaborations that really up outside the box. And that's what you want to do. You want to collaborate with people that are maybe come from different industries uh, or just something cool. Uh, right now, I mean, we've done with, with collaboration with Panda and I've seen a few other brands that I'm not saying copying us because that's been done before where two companies collaborated, but I think what we've done, and as far as I remember, I think we were the first ones to do it, where we collaborated two of our own products together. I thought that was fun. You know, like we've done with Time Cop and Double Impact. I thought that was a lot of fun. Simple, but fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was very simple. But I think that you just need to do, you know, a little bit riskier projects, and I think a little bit more fun, because, you know, <sighs> Customers are get, getting tired of the same thing, same flavor, same, same, same approaches. And not only that, I mean, do you really want to be somebody who copied somebody else's idea? I mean, it's just, you know, we, we can do a lot in terms of ingredients because ingredients, when it comes to pre-workouts and aminos and fat burners, you know, they're either good or bad. But I mean, if you want to formulate something good and I want to formulate something good, there's a very good chance that my formula and yours are going to have similarities. So we're not necessarily ripping each other off. That's just the way it is. Uh, but if you want to do a collaboration, it has to be something fun and not just, oh, look, Ghost did it. Let me do what Ghost did. Oh, look, Ghost has a label like that. Let me do what they do. And interestingly enough, most of the time, you will not be as successful as the original. Most of the time, the original is still going to get the credit. The original is still going to get all the hype and all the recognition. I mean, we've seen with, uh, you know, I use Conor McGregor as an example. Everybody's trying to be like him. Everybody. For a while, we had, like, Conor copycats running around the fight world and everybody calling each other out and everybody's uh, cursing each other. And it looks so fake. It looks so ridiculous. It looks mm -hmm. so pathetic. You know, and I told somebody recently, I said, Conor can lose 10 fights in a row and people are still going to watch him. Mm -hmm. People still will root for him and people will still going to buy pay-per-views to see him lose because they hate him so much, but they're still going to pay for it because he's unique and he brings something to the table original that nobody else has. So I think that we should do the same. I mean, if we can do cool collaborations, great. But if not, I mean, I'm not going to copy anyone. So I'm not going to do, at least I'm going to try not to do what everybody else does. And if I do collaborate, it's going to be with somebody not a hardcore company and a hardcore company, you know, a premium something and premium something. I mean, there should be something different where it's almost unexpected. Mm. Well, and I think like to your, to what you're saying too, and this is kind of how I felt was um, <clears throat> someone has to open the door for us to go, Hey, holy shit, this is possible. So you don't have to be first in order to do something cool. Right? Like 
so if ghost or what did we figure out like muscle tech did it a long time ago but so say ghost makes the licensing uh collaborations cool then that gets everyone else thinking but then you're going how can i do that but how can i do that in a different way how can i put my own stamp on it and that's how really cool stuff happens is you know someone sort of makes the first move and then you go well how can i improve on that you know there's lots of companies you know um Microsoft is a good example. They've never done anything innovative. They wait for someone else to kind of do it and they try to improve on it. And or uh, you know, Apple. There's it's, it's like examples of that all over the place. You don't have to be first. And even being first sometimes not a good idea. Because you're the one that has to convince everyone it's a good idea. And you're the one that has to spend a lot of resources educating people. So sometimes it's better to kind of sit back and see if it's something and then put your own stamp on it. Like once I started to see all of the like non-stim nootropics and nootropics started to become really popular. And then I started to see them get like really weird. And I started to see people have like some negative experiences with them um, from long-term use and stuff. I'm like, you know, I think that I want to try something in this space, but do it just a little bit differently. It's the same kind of thing. Like I'm certainly not the first person to come up with a, a brain health nootropic, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But I was like, I think I can do a little bit different thing. And you know, you don't have to make something revolutionary. You can just put your own little spin on it, and it comes across as authentic, like what you guys did. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, to give you credit, um, I remember when we talked about this first time on the podcast you said something that really triggered me and i was like okay this is smart when um where most companies started the meatheads you know the power lifters and bodybuilders and, and strength and conditioning and fighters you i remember your opening line was i want to do something that my parents can use mm -hmm. and i was like all right this is a different angle this i liked because what people are missing the point is that supplements are not just for athletes it's not just for bodybuilders. It's not just for muscles. I mean, a lot of people can benefit from supplements quite a bit. You know, I was just bragging to everybody for the past two days um, how uh, last year my cholesterol levels were through the roof, like literally through the roof where they wanted to put me on statins and it was pretty, pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I'm kind of going to give it away now, but... Uh, you know, Robert and I, I, I told Robert, you know, I'm really fucked up on, I mean, my cholesterol is pretty bad. And I remember I was like, can we maybe put together something, you know, we would talk to Marina, talk to Robert, and we put together something that uh, would be for heart and lipids and, and stuff like that. Remember, Robert, that was last year? Well, I've been taking it. I've been literally <laughs> taking it without mm -hmm. sense. And I lowered my cholesterol by about 80 points. My, yeah. doc, my doctor fucking freaked out. And you know I'm not lying. This is actually a true story. I'm working right now on releasing the product myself. But I experimented on myself. So it has nothing to do with bodybuilding. And has, it has nothing to do with working out or anything like that. Yes, I've used drugs. Yes, it's true. It maybe contributed somehow. But it's very genetic. It's, it's genetics. It's definitely genetics. It's something that I have. My mother had it. My, you know, everybody in my family has uh, high blood pressure and cholesterol issues and, and diabetes. Well, you know, I, I just did my blood work and I'm turning 49 next month. And this is the best blood work that I've had in years. You know, the results were phenomenal. So to go back to your product, 
when you said that you're going to do something that your parents can use, you had me, I, I was sold. That, 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 that was it. To me, that was the trigger. And I think that's how it should be approached because I think Steve Calabrese posted something yesterday about the fact that, you know, everybody's releasing pre-workouts, pre-workouts, pre-workouts. I was just going to mention this. Yeah, he's not wrong. I no. mean, he is definitely not wrong. You know, I do understand. I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I'm also releasing a lot of pre-workouts. But, uh, you know, because you're still running a business. But uh, at the same time, there are so many other products. Robert and I discussed a couple of products yesterday also, you know, that have absolutely nothing to do with pre-workouts. And they're probably not going to sell as well as pre-workouts do. That's okay. You know, there's just so much you can do. And you don't have to target just that specific group of people, you know, bodybuilders. It's, there's so much more. Well, Are there any changes to your diet with the reduction in cholesterol levels, Robbie? Did you Good stop? I, I know you love red meat. So Good did you I increased my red meat? I increased my red meat consumption. And yeah. I've been having, I'm not, I'm not saying that anyone should repeat what I did because this is personal experience. Mm -hmm. But I'm not lying to you. My, each breakfast starts with six whole eggs. Whole eggs, no egg whites. Six whole eggs is my typical, well, I love eggs, but it's six whole eggs every morning, no changes, no matter what. And then at night, uh, here and there, I'll have another two, three. And we're talking whole eggs. Steak, I will have steak probably three times a week at least. So I didn't reduce shit when it comes to that. And again, yeah, I'm cooking on olive oil and avocado oil and stuff like that because healthy fats are important. But like I said, my total cholesterol dropped quite a bit. My good cholesterol has increased. Uh, I did drop a little bit my, um, uh, my carbohydrates because, again, they, they're not essential. But I increased my greens. I've been having a little bit more in terms of greens. I know Robert is a big fan of salads. And I wasn't. And actually, now I am. So I, that's the only change that I've made is that a little bit more greens into my diet. Red meat, I did not touch. In fact, like I said, I increased it. But uh, it's the pretty much the combination that we put together last year. I've been having it religiously. And I was convinced that, you know, that it will help. I just didn't know that it's going to help that much. Yeah, I think when whenever I hear people, uh, I've mentioned this before, but people will say, oh, you know, supplements are useless. And it's just Bullshit. like, I'm like, you, you just, you don't get it but like i was also going to bring up what steve said as well because part of the conversation is pretty much all people say pretty much all people but all people that we know the first supplement that you use is either whey protein or pre-workout so my thought process with the with the brain food was okay we all start with the pre-workout and that gets you excited about supplements. So I don't, I don't, and it's, it's almost like when I look at certain companies that, you know, maybe don't make the greatest formulas, I'm not really a big fan, but say they're really good at bringing new people into our space, then it's okay. Because once they cut, once these new customers come in, then it's kind of up to us to sort of be like, okay, I appreciate that you like this product and you love this pre-workout and this hardcore pre-workout. I mean, I've used all kinds of crazy fucking hardcore pre-workouts, but it's like at some point you want to kind of feel like there is other things out there. And if you start, you can't make someone 
you know, start to to think about certain things. You can't force feed them necessarily a product and, and try to get them, but they will be ready, you know, at some point. It's why, like, when I originally started to formulate this this product, I this has been the most surprising thing to me I, from day one. I, I really didn't think that I would notice it that much. Like, I, I just, like, I'm like, I've used so many supplements. I've used so many nootropics. I said, I, I really want to target a specific person. I feel like once you're in this game for long enough, you start to realize how many supplements are really beneficial. So then you want to pass that along to other people. And that was the concept I thought. I said, I can get my parents to start taking this stuff. Other And, and everyone knows someone that's been affected in this type of way. So you could like, okay, it's our job now. We've gone through it. We started to find the things that work. Let's now help the people that we care about, right? So then I come up with this formula and we start to use it. I'm like, I, this, I feel this so much. And like other people are starting to feel it. And I'm like, well, all right, I guess maybe I'm going to change how I approach this. Uh, now it, it's going to touch on more people than I expected. So I've, I've changed my plans with this product already probably five or six times just in the last couple of months, just because I really was like, I want to put it out there and I want to see I'm like, I don't know the answers necessarily, like up front. Even lately, like we're still unraveling some of the stuff that's going on with it. Uh, we had this really great conversation with Tim uh, Gritzman the other day. He sent me a study, fascinating study about the resveratrol that's in brain food and how uh, it does some. And so we started talking about this study and I'm like, well, that does explain why certain things are happening. But I freely admit I had no idea when I put this thing together, like it, that it would do certain things. So it's just been kind of a neat process, but I think it's our job, you know, as, as we grow up a little bit, like, okay, we're doing more things for ourselves. Let's also try to help uh, the people that rely on us because it's too difficult for them to accumulate the knowledge we have over decades, you know, perhaps. So it's like, now we just, we got to do the, the right thing and pay it forward a little bit. Yeah. Shane at Stacked uh, teased that there may be a powder version of your supplement coming. Yeah, Are, yeah, yeah. Drop any nuggets about where you might be leaning for flavor or how many flavors? Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. So, because one, and here's another thing that I that I changed right away. So the original plan that I thought on paper, I would have an AM brain food formula and then a PM because the the nighttime not necessarily like a sleep aid, but some sort of pre-bed, uh, you know, because all that memory creation and the repair, we, there's so much going on, you know, before bed when it, cognitively, I was like, I want to come up with something really cool that helps people, you know, sleep at night, uh, get restorative sleep. So I wanted to come up with an AM, one pill, and then PM, one pill, and then, you know, you can kind of stack it together. But man, I'm telling you, like, I... And this is the honest truth. And I said this today on my stories because someone asked me about it. I said, I could make a product right now. I, I know a formula. I had a formula down. But it, it's not, it does, it, it would help people, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm not sure if it's even a good idea long term because there's a lot of these things that we're using uh, for people to, to like calm down and it kind of like changes your mood a little bit, but it, it ruins your actual like sleep architecture. So you're sleeping, but you're not really getting. So I'm just not really sure 
about some actual answers there. Like I could make a product and I could release one, but also the most shocking thing about the brain food is people started immediately telling me how much better they were sleeping. So it's, it's kind of one of those things they're taking it in the morning and then 16 hours later, they're, they're showing me that they're getting more REM sleep. They're getting better, deeper, restorative sleep. Like they're tracking this. And so we've been, I never, I mean, dude, you take something at night to sleep better. You take something in the morning for energy. That's how we're trained to sort of behave. But I'm trying to unravel this. So I'm like, well, now if I make something for the PM, is that going to mess up, you know, what's happening in the AM? So anyway, too many, too many questions. So what I, what I always wanted to do was make, um, I always envisioned like a really, just like an orange, like a really good orange juice flavor where it almost like, because people, I want people to be help, people to have coffee and things in the morning, but like yep. a nice orange colored orange juice, really killer flavor to have first thing in the morning. And that was always on my mind what I wanted to do. But what we'll do is um, we'll add some other things to it because we won't have the constrictions of the one capsule. But I found that electrolytes uh, really, really help with the delivery a little bit of, you know, as you know, Robert, um, you know, a little bit of sodium uh, for creating acetylcholine, like the whole thing works together. So we're going to start sampling out some flavors. Uh, should be any day now. I was just talking to those guys about it today. I want to do like an orange juice, maybe a different kind of breakfast juice kind of flavor. And then someone asked about, could we make something that goes into coffee? And I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, so we'll probably do something in that area as we're, I just really, I kind of changed my plan. I said, I really want to focus on this one. I think we really have something here and I want to focus on this thing and really get it to as many people as possible before we start delving into areas that I'm not still not 100% sure about. Yeah. Like brain food tang flavor. Yeah. The only thing was, so I, <laughs> you'll, you'll enjoy Rob, Robert, you'll know, Robbie, you'll know this one like above anything. So I said to the guys over at Glaxon at zero day, I said, yeah, I want to make an orange juice flavor. He was like, okay. <laughs> he sends me, there's like 16 different orange juice flavors, like <sighs> mandarin orange or like sunrise orange or orange squeeze or orange. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Like, Thanks, Joey. <laughs> send me all of them. We'll try to figure something out. So we'll figure out some kind of uh, orange juice. I just always had that vision. I wanted to, and then we'll do it like in stick packs, probably. I think that would be cool uh, yeah. for a lot of people like uh, that don't that are outside of our space. You know, thinking about mm -hmm. them at the same time. And I also want to try to continue to bring our costs down. Uh, to get it to around a dollar serving per day. Uh, so those are my goals uh, with that. Excellent. All right, listeners, keep firing away with the comments and questions. We had some uh, listeners submit questions for us to tackle. Uh, so first up, from Lucas Ritkowski, my Polish brother from another mother. Any new ingredients you plan to use in your upcoming formulas? Do you use any other brands? If yes, which products, brands do you like to support? So I guess let's start with uh, the latter question first. Do you use 
any other brands? If yes, which products and brands do you like to support? I think I asked Robbie this. So was this um, was that question aimed at me? I think it's a collective kind of thing. Okay. Maybe I won't so, say anything. I'll, I'll I'm start. Trying, I'm I mean, trying to obviously, behave. I use Apollon stuff. Um, so I there are two other long-term contract clients I have. I don't know if I have their permission to say which ones it is. Uh, Robbie and Justin know which two those are, I believe. If not, I can fill them in on the back end. Anyway, uh, I use those two brands. And if you listen to this podcast enough, you've heard me drop their names at certain other points. Um, Sandy has tried their proteins and loved their proteins and also that a separate brand's Nootropic. Outside of that, I mean, on a regular basis, I use NutraCost. I order them for all my bulk ingredients because they're third-party tested, affordable products, great stuff all around. Um, in my day, so, uh, wait, life extension. Before you move on, because a lot of people, I always mention life extension, but a lot of people ask me about NutraCost. And I always tell them, I was like, from everything I see, I was like, I think, I think you're good to go. Um, but do you know more about like their, I don't know anything, like I know more about life extension than NutraCost. So I don't know if you know more like, they obviously make their own stuff. Uh, they're obviously huge, uh, but I don't know if you know anything uh, more about like what they got going on. That I can pass along to other people because people ask me about them all the time. I wish I did. I mean, if, if I like, even if I could just like get my foot in the door, like have a conversation or get one of the owners on the podcast or just start writing some website content for them, be yeah, up for that in a heartbeat because the amount of stuff we bought since 2020 from them is a lot. So, I mean, I bought bulk knack from them, uh, spirulina, all the mushroom fruiting bodies, so shiitake, reishi. Chaga, Lion's Man, uh, Astragalus, I buy from them. Uh, what else have we bought from them over the years? CoQ10, KSM66, Ashwagandha, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because um, people always ask me, like, their prices, and I usually present it in a way I'm like, you know, it's like for all of us. Like, the more you order, you know, the cheaper you get it, which makes sense. Like, I was telling people right. if I – this next run, I doubled my order. So hopefully I can lower the cost. It lowers the cost for me. And then it, hopefully I lower the cost uh, for the customer too. So NutraCost is ordering at a level that, and they're obviously removing, uh, you know, layers to the supply chain as well. I mentioned, I was talking to somebody about that today. They were asking me about, uh, Rob, I don't know if you've ever done this where you just order your own ingredients, but you have to have your own facility that you can store them safely. So that's why you usually do it as a manufacturer, but then you can, some manufacturers are cool with it. Like you can just, and then you send it to your manufacturer to have them blend it. Um, but, or you can just have your manufacturer order, but then again, you're going to pay a, a charge for your manufacturer to order and store it. So, you know, it, which adds up, you know, after a while, like if you're ordering huge quantities, that stuff adds up. So NutriCost obviously has their own, vertically integrated storage facility oh, yeah. and manufacturing facility yeah. and stuff. But I just don't, I don't know that much about them. I just know they have some killer prices on some pretty good stuff. Obviously. I'll be right back, gents. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that 
that was a general question um, before I. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, I think that, um, you know, I, I can speak for myself, obviously, you know, in terms of uh, Palm has so much stuff right now that pretty much everything I need, you know, from a multivitamin perspective to fish oil to whatnot, I mean, obviously protein and stuff like that I use. Yeah. But as stand standalone products, I go to NutraCost as well because number one, they uh reasonably priced. Uh you know, the quality is pretty much proven. I mean that's it's a high quality company, big brand. And then um, there's also another company that I've been using and it was um given to me by my doctor and I use they actually products again, not affiliated with them at all. And it's called Designs for Health. Designs for Health. Yeah. They, they are a little bit on a pricey side. They're a little bit on a pricey side, but the quality and the products are just absolutely fucking phenomenal. Uh, just definitely completely like different level. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen their, uh, <clears throat> their labels before. I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah. You know, and I, I always tell people, I said, we all use and we all love the sports nutrition supplements and um these things but i said and i tell customers this all the time i tell people to ask questions i said if you go into any one of our closets anybody any brand owner anybody up and down uh, the supplement chain that knows about supplements they will have something from life extension something from NutriCost or whatever in their covered i guarantee <laughs> yeah because they, they they staple and uh you know i mean they're good products and sometimes you need a standalone sometimes you don't need a formula i mean if mm -hmm. come to, uh, when it comes to protein obviously you know we have it covered and once in a while i will try somebody else's protein just basically just out of curiosity research purposes today you know checking the flavor and stuff like that so i will give it a shot but I, I use our protein, obviously, you know, pre-workouts, I'll be honest, I use pre-workouts on and off, not all the time. Um, I use Enigma all the time, um, fat burners as needed. Um, I will pump ingredients also, because, I mean, I don't train for pump necessarily. It's just different kind of training. And then standalone, like I said, it's uh, cost of Designs for Health. I mean, that's pretty much my go-to. You know, in terms of other brands, um, it's not about supporting other brands because I can't really say that I support financially other brands because that would be a right. lot. There is no need for it. Um, I think that I respect, that would be a better word rather than support. I respect certain brands, you know, like uh, obviously Ben Morphogen. I mean, that's a solid, solid uh, company. I always had utmost respect for Nutribio because, you know, they were always reliable. Um, and, uh, you know, there are a couple of other companies that obviously make good products. But uh, in terms of supporting, no, I'm not really supporting anyone. Um, I just admire certain people what they do. And since it's, uh, you know, in this space, there are a lot of crooks and a lot of shit. And a lot of products are just not good, clearly. It's very easy to name those that you actually, um, again, not support but admire because they, 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 there's not many of them. 
Well, it also kind of highlights the the industry anyway, and this is not not a bad thing. But um, if you saw a brand that was offering something that you weren't offering, you would probably just go make it yourself, right? So it's yeah. like if yeah. you're like you know, if another brand at this point, if another brand was making uh, products that you had in your cupboard because you didn't have it because there's there's just no real reason for you to go somewhere else and that was one of the things that i always wanted to do i've i've eventually got people to to get with because people keep asking me they're like well can I, they would ask me can i stack brain food with this can i stack it with this and this and this and this and, this? and i was like you can stack it with anything yeah and i was like and the reason why i made it that way is because i love you know I, your products and ben makes cool products and there's all these people doing all this cool stuff i said why would i why would I just make something that they're already doing? How about I make something that goes along with what they're doing? And then people can have fun, you know, kind of like take take your brain food and then see how it works, uh, you know, with other products. And people have been having a good time with that. But that's exactly what we've been saying in the beginning of this podcast is that, uh, you know, you will release something cool and then somebody will uh, try to release something that either looks like your product, uh, whether it's the label that looks like yours or the, you know, or the container that looks like yours or the formula that look like, looks like yours. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to capitalize off your success. And that's the reason why I'm so careful with, you know, with what we do, because I, I want to make sure that we do something unique and, uh, you know, something different. But at the same time, I have absolutely no problems giving credit where credit to and saying, okay, this company is doing things right and that company is doing things right. Um, but I also noticed, um, you know, there are companies who are literally making nothing but pre-workouts. There are companies that are making literally nothing but like what kind of product, uh, just in different variations. So when somebody asked me recently, uh, why do you have four or five pre-workouts? Because we do. I was like, yes. We do, but all of them are completely different. They mm -hmm. completely they they different from each other. So they obviously cater to different people. Like you know, I know that uh, you used to love and you still admire like high stem products, but you don't use them all the time. And it's not because of the health reasons or anything like that. It's just you know maybe your preferences have changed, and maybe your tolerance has changed, and maybe your approach to training has changed. You know, you have your reasons, and plus, on top of it, you know, a leg workout and bicep tricep workout are not exactly the same. They don't require the same level of, you know, maybe pre-workout. Or if you're going to be doing endurance training, then why the fuck would you use assassin or hooligan? That makes no sense either. So that's that. That's the reason why it's important to. To, to stick to what you do but yeah i mean uh, to say that i uh support out of brand no support no admire 100 percent yes in terms of the other question that he asked you know what other ingredients you know that we're going to use um you know what i think that you and i will agree that that's not something that we're going to disclose right. today <laughs> no no uh, again, I don't want somebody to beat me to it and then release something before me or, you know, or somebody taking notes um, because we know that once you release, people will still copy you. That's a given, especially if you have a successful product. But right now to say what ingredients I will use, uh, let's see. You know, the year just started, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, 
because I had asked you uh, if that question was aimed at me because I was like, I was like, why would Lucas ask me that? I was like, he knows I hate him. He doesn't like me. I was like, tell that professional ass kisser that I'll put like a clinical dose of like, go fuck yourself in my next formula for him. But if it was a general question, I'll just tell him to mind your business. Okay, next question. Oh, there was one thing. <laughs> there was one thing that you said that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Yeah, uh, no. you mentioned Nutribio. So the whole Nutribio ghost oh. thing, ghost thing was really crazy. Um, you know what? When it came out, I, 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 I said that you know a few times, and I talked to you about it. I thought that. It was blown way, way, way out of proportion. You know, it just, in, you know, there are only so many flavors and there are so many things. Uh, Nutribio is a big company. I mean, they, 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 they it's, it's a decent sized company. I was a little bit surprised that they made such mistakes. I was. Yeah. Because clearly, you know, they have, uh, Mark has a lot of employees and, he, you know, they supposed at least to check it out. And I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. It's a big mistake. Don't get me wrong. But it's not a big mistake when you don't release a product. Yeah. Can you catch me up? What catch me and the listeners up for what what happened between Nutribio and Ghost? So, Go I, I, yeah, I I don't. Here's the basic idea that I understood because I've been kind of in my own little world, obviously, for the last few months. So I saw sort of the fallout a little bit where. Nutribio had created a product that had the flavor sour strips, something. It was like sour strips. Yeah, it, Nick, it was like sour strips something, right? It, it, there was like three words. But regardless, you can't you can't call it sour strips. Like sour strips is a licensed IP in in our space, and you know, Ghost obviously has done the official collaboration with sour strips. You know, like a lot of brands will call it like sour straws or, you know, almost they'll make it something close. Right. I think like man sports mm -hmm. was one of the first ones that was really doing that. Like they would they would put like the likeness super close, but they wouldn't say the whole thing. A lot of people do that. Yeah, which is very, very common. Yeah. So then I get I know that uh, Ghost did not take that too well and i know dan well dan's never not on like instagram and stuff anymore so i don't really see him but he, i guess he's on twitter so he said something about it but what i saw later on that that kind of i had to take a step back a little bit and i made a few comments i thought it was strange mark released and i dude i love nutribio i've been on nutribio's train for from day one because they i you know they I have good years I mean, ago. it's a solid company when I saw what they did for quality, I love Mark. I love Nutribio. I, I love Ghost too. You know, Dan's a friend of mine. So it was just, it was crazy because I saw Mark had mentioned how they had made a mistake and, you know, they were fixing it and this and that. And I just remember thinking to myself, and I think even Ryan said the same thing. He was like, you know, how does that happen? Like you had, there's no way that that gets through that somebody didn't go, Hey man, like we can't call it that. Yeah. But then like it, everybody was, in this uh whole, like put, putting mark up on this like uh like pedestal like with all his integrity and all this, which mark already gets tons of credit for integrity which he deserves yeah. he, he does 
I mean, his operation is integrity. But I was like, all right. He said he made a mistake and he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. And I'm like, they couldn't get away with it. They wouldn't have been able to release a product. I said, so what does everybody, I don't know. It was like everybody was like carrying him around on social media. Like he was this. But you know this, what? I mean, I, I, I just thought it was strange. But I missed a lot of what was going on. So I, was I, I, th I, think, I think you're right. And I'm going to agree with you on this one. So. It was a mistake. I mean, I'm gonna give Mark benefit because benefit of a doubt because I know Mark. I, I consider Mark a friend, and uh, I, I have a good relationship with him. I still think it's a big mistake because if it happens to, and it did happen to us actually once, um, and it happened to two or three other companies with us that also took something that you know we trademarked, and we reached out to them. That's that's what I didn't like. I thought that this could have been settled without any drama and everybody like glorifying what they're doing. And it was, <laughs> to me, it was like a circus. It was like yeah. a real circus. So we had three companies, I think, that uh, made a mistake and they used our name. We didn't, you know, post it on social media. Mm, we, I remember. None of them. We reached out to those companies. In fact, like I said, uh, I, I mentioned it before, with one of them, I became very, very good friends. And uh, they apologized, you know, no harm was done, nothing happened, and we squashed it. You know, the products, I don't even think they were released at any point. So it wasn't a big deal. Nobody needed to go on social media and apologize. And stuff. Like, none of that was necessary. So in this case, uh, and once there was a time where we actually messed up, we almost released something and you know they the company reached out to us also behind closed doors and they mentioned okay this kind of belongs to us we apologized we said okay no problem we changed the flavor and uh it was pretty much it so it was done so sometimes you know like if you have uh you know jason arms actually said that recently if you have a confrontation with somebody just kind of face each other, talk it out, and that's it. If you absolutely need to sue somebody or you absolutely need to punch somebody in the face, do it. And even that can be done without making a fucking cir circus act out of it. So then uh, I have good relationship with them. I can't say that I have a bad relationship. I don't like them. Uh, I have a, you know, every time we talk, it's very, very respectful. So I like them. But then does like to dramatize things a little bit, and I do understand that he protects his business and protects his, uh, you know, brand, which he should, technically. But uh, once it was pointed out that this is not right, that this is wrong, um, at that point, as long as the product is not released and nothing is sold and and things like that, you know, basically say, see ya, okay, you know, what's done is done. I was surprised that it kind of like passed through and you know the mistake was made in the first mm -hmm. place considering again neutral buyer is not a pawn it's a big company but you always have to give benefit of a doubt and when somebody says and marcus um you know i i consider him a man of honor and you know i never had a problem with him in fact i always keep saying that i respect neutral buyer and i mark has helped me quite a bit you know when i was getting started i always give him credit what credit do um, that lengthy apology was also, I think, not needed. There was no, yeah. <laughs> there, there was yeah. no need because, yeah. again, it looked a little bit like an Oscar acceptance speech. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good way to put it. Perfect comedian says something and then they've got to retract it. I mean, just 
fuck yeah. off with some of that it, stuff, it, man. It, just, it was just, it was yeah. just, you know what? From the bottom of my heart, I apologize. I didn't mean to. I love you, and I love you. I love everybody, <laughs> you know. And then you have yeah. a bunch of guys like sitting in the audience at the Oscars. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good. That's good. Way to put it. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, what are we doing here? You know, it yeah. almost looked like somebody. You know, everybody likes. You know, an apology. Everybody likes. You know, a good story. And this was just fucking blown. Like, like Lucas said, um, that this was blown completely out of proportion, and it was not needed on both sides, and should have been squashed and just move the fuck on. You both have great companies. You both have bigger things to do than than to do this, and just like move the fuck away from it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. And I also think along the lines of using somebody else's name. I believe y'all were the first ones to use the name Cluster Bomb on your carbohydrate supplement. Yeah. Isn't that correct, Riley? Yeah. Yeah, Just, uh, yeah. I mean... I'm not going to mention any other brands, but I'm pretty, pretty sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, Apollon yeah, had the name Cluster fun. Bomb I, for I, I, I carbohydrate actually, supplement first. So uh, the name Cluster Bomb actually came from a member of Apollon Gym who passed away a couple of years ago. And I remember he was actually prepping for a show and he was on the Stairmaster. And we were good friends, and it was a third product, I think, that we released in 2015. And we talked about it, and I said, clostodextrin, you know, cyclodextrin goes to be cluster bomb. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. So we used that name, and uh, we released the product, but we never trademarked it. We never did. But, you know, I mean, you know, the law says that the first to, to name the product, that's basically right. yours. Right. We released the product, it was known, and then... Uh, Rathcon was coming out with Dayline and they released Cluster Bomb too. They announced that Cluster Bomb is coming out, but they never released it. I mean, at that time, they didn't release it yet. That's what I'm trying to say. And we contacted them through a mutual friend. And Apollon at that point was like literally selling just out of Apollon Gym. It's like mm -hmm. a no name brand. We said that we were the first one, and Nutribio actually manufactured for us first that product so obviously we had all the receipts we had everything that we paid i mean obviously it was documented that we were the first one um however radcon did register it they did trademark it they were the first to trademark it so it was basically who is in the right i mean clearly we were in the right and we even told them that we were the first one to release it but because we never thought that you know upon nutrition again i always said that we never had at least not in the beginning we didn't have aspirations to go to where we are today we we're like well fuck it you know and they also didn't do anything about it there were a couple of uh empty promises that they're gonna do something about it and you know there were a few scare tactics but obviously nothing came out because we did release it first so it's a situation where it didn't come out and then they didn't do anything about it we didn't do anything about it so there are two cluster bombs on the market and to be honest with you i don't give a shit good yeah i think um, they were let it go that way yeah, they were one of the uh, first companies to release a collagen product, but they just didn't call it a collagen product. They called it a meal replacement product. It was just actually a collagen product. They actually, there was a um, another example of that. The guys, they were at one of the um, Apollon events a couple of years ago, the PWR guys, they got into a court battle with Wonder Woman. She, um, the chick that plays Wonder Woman, wanted to release her own supplement line called PWR Supplements or whatever, and they had already had theirs. And I don't think they had it, like, trademarked, but it was the same kind of deal. They went uh, fought over it in court or whatever, but they won 
because they were, you know, first to market kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's what, when I had a conversation with John Meadows way back, I mean, it's like, he was one of the first five or 10 guests I had on the podcast. This was right after he had started Granite Supplements and his original pre-workout at the time was Arc Reactor, mm-hmm. which is that the same little unit Tony Stark, Iron Man has in his chest. And I said, isn't there going to be, because he's, he's a huge comic book nerd for as big as he is and as cuddly of a teddy bear John Meadows is, he was a giant comic book dork, which I love. The first one of, you know, he always, Thanos was his favorite villain. One of the times I met him at the Arnold, he wore this giant, like bright pink shirt. And I just thought, man, you are really comfortable in your manhood to be walking around in a bright ass, like pink unicorn t-shirt. <laughs> anyway. His EAA product was adamantium aminos. And if you're an X-Men fan, adamantium is the metal that's in Wolverine that gives him the claws, a whole bunch of other stuff. And so I asked him, I said, John, Stan Lee and Marvel, you know, lawyers knocking on your door or anything. He said, no, they don't have any kind of trademark on that name of arc reactor or adamantium in the supplement industry. That extends to movies, action figures, comic books, and all yeah. that. So he said, basically, if they were to release, you know, if Marvel Comics released a pre-workout called Adamantium Energy or something like that, they would have to pay me yeah. or buy me out of my license or whatever. I just thought, well, think about That's it. Awesome. Uh, time Cop, Double Impact, Hard Target. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like, uh, my, uh, my Q is actually a trademark, but it's like a smart garage door system or something like that. So I don't have anything to worry about when it comes to that trademark. But yeah, it's kind of weird. It's hard. I mean, we can do like any name that you have out there. Somebody's got the name you know, somewhere. You got to do your due diligence. Make sure it's not, you know, overtly obvious, you know, that you're infringing on someone else's. And still, we've seen some really weird ones like get through too. Exactly. All right. Another listener question. Top trademarked pump ingredients so this was from a list robbie sent me in our our whatsapp message group um so whoever sent this thank you for sending in this question um that was so actually there's a slight the... difference between trademark and pump so I mean, sorry, I'll, trademark I'll, and I'll patent this. i actually asked you this question yesterday uh or two days ago uh, because this was a follow-up question to a question that somebody asked me it's actually a good friend of mine um, asked me about Citrapeak. Remember I asked you about it? Well, that's why when he told me, you know, that how great it is, I told him, I said, I'll be very, very honest with you. I haven't worked with that ingredient. I never looked into it. I said, I saw it popping up a couple of times. I said, but it's actually good that you reminded me. Um, yeah, I'm too lazy, I said, to do research and shit like that. I said, I'll just fucking contact Robert and that's it. So that's the reason why when I, I, reached, I reached out to you and I answered him, I said, like, listen, I said, to be honest with you, again, I haven't looked into it at all. I know that some brands are using it. Robert is not a fan and this is what he sent me. And he goes to me, oh, thank you. He goes to me, so what do you like? And at one point, I actually posted, I think on, I know you don't go on social media, but I posted on um, Instagram stories. Actually, recently, I posted what I like in terms of pump ingredients. And I remember listing citrulline, nitrates, uh, selfless six, vasodrive, and nitrosagene. Those are the five. That, that, that's pretty much all I did. I said, these are the ones that the palm uses. 
I don't use uh, S7, I don't use um, uh, Norvalin, I don't use, um, um, what is it, Citrulline Malay. Those are the things I don't use. Uh, you know, I'm not going to discuss them, it's just not something that I use. Now, I remember he sent a follow-up this question, the top trademark pump ingredients. So, because I already basically said what I like, I mean, it's your turn, guys. Yeah, Citropeak, uh, I, Justin and I covered this several years back, but when that, that ingredient first popped on the market, it is basically a derivative of hesperidin, which is a little alkaloid, fun phytochemical that's in citrus peel extracts. Hesperidin, there have been trials run where anywhere between like 500 to 1200 milligrams of it is effective for supporting cardiovascular health, improving blood flow and pumps. The glucosidal or glucosyl hesperidin, whatever the official chemical name or molecular formula of Citropeak is, is accomplishes the same benefits as hesperidin, just like a 200 to 400 milligram dose. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, to my knowledge, there are no exercise trials in resistance trained individuals using it. The study that this company that is selling Citropeak is banking on is a bunch of old women stuck their hands in cold water, then took it out of the cold water, and whichever one had better thermal circulation and a better palm temperature after sticking their hand in cold water, they saw as evidence of better blood circulation to the hand that they didn't experience as much of a drop in temperature and recovery. So that is that is pretty weak, in my mm -hmm. opinion, uh, yeah, for a blood cancer. I've never, I haven't used it on my own. It shows up in a lot of formulas. So I, when people have asked me about this and I said the same thing where I said, what I usually do when I see a study that's like that weak, that pathetic, much like S7, right? I say, let's, let's reverse engineer this thing and go back to what it actually is. I said, Hesperidin, like what you were saying, has been used for a long time we know what it does we know the activity it kind of goes on there it's 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 pretty neat when i look at like something like s7 if you look at what it actually is it's it's a milligram of this it's a milligram of depending on the dosage or whatever i said yeah. so that's when we start to go like we'll see a study and i'm like well is the study even worth it or not and i said so if the study sucks that doesn't necessarily mean the ingredients there. I said, let's back it up another step and start with what it actually is. I said, but I've never used it on its own, like for any extended period of time. I said, but I wouldn't fall in love with the trademark. But if you want to talk about Hesperidin, I said, then we can talk about Hesperidin. And then, then you kind of have to make a leap that the company that did the study didn't do, that they're manipulating in some way. And then that somehow becomes better. And then you kind of go, well, I don't really know. So it's like where they're pulling it from is somewhat reliable, but what they're claiming becomes not reliable at all because it's like the study is totally useless. So then, yeah. then you start to ask yourself, what the fuck are we talking about? Here? Like if we have, if I, I said this to someone the other day, I said, we're doing it, Robert, you would have loved this because someone asked me about counting collagen as protein and it turned into this whole thing. And I said, at some point, we're just doing too many mental gymnastics to try to make something make sense. Just get rid of it. We have so many things that we know and we don't have to ask questions and we don't have to play these, the mental gymnast, gymnastics and, and the brain games to try to figure out whether it works or not. 
why don't you just use the fucking thing that works like that we know works like use some right. nitrate use some use some sodium nitrates use some betaine nitrates some margarine nitrates we know they work we're good so just use that yeah i mean if you want a, some evidence of outside of this group that doesn't have a vested interest in the citropeak versus hesperidin thing look at the latest product released by legion athletics their little pump add-on thing that they did curtis frank who is their formulator chief science officer whatever he is used to he was one of the founding members of examine.com yeah legion's awesome. guy that is smarter than the three of us and many other people combined yeah legion's awesome. um used hesperidin in that he didn't use citropeak he didn't use something else he used Hesperidin. So mm. if, even if you discount everything we're saying here and you don't believe any of the, the studies we're talking about or whatever, go go look up what your boy Curtis is talking about over at Legion Athletics. And, you know, that's another company. I've bought several products from them over the year to circle back to our previous conversation. Them, Glaxon, I bought stuff from Glaxon, even though if I called up Joey or Michael, they would be willing to, you know, send me anything I needed. But yeah, I've bought stuff from them over the years. I love Glaxon stuff. No issues with them would recommend them in a heartbeat uh one up nutrition uh any other ones something i've used primeval products in the past i've used performax labs products in the past it's been a couple of years since i've used both of those um john meadows company granite supplements use that i bought ghost gamer several tubs of that just because i like the way that feels the flavoring's great i like the the huge 500 milligram dose of cdp choline advanced molecular labs so yeah well, like one of the things that I think we talk about there every once in a while, something will come across and we go, it, it's pretty rare, you know, and you don't want to like shit on things before they gain traction. But I think we, we see things that sound cool. And then like, take the Citropeak thing, for example, it's like, okay, it's Hesperidin. And then there's this weak study, we know, so, okay, well, I'll grab a bottle of it and try it if I'm that intrigued. And then add it into your mix and kind of see how it goes but then like there's not that often does something come along where we're like it's really really impressive and, and then it also withstands time sometimes it'll come out and people will rush to it initially and everybody gets all excited about it and then you remember didn't we just try this like a few years ago i remember like when might burn nothing against might burn I, I think it's a pretty interesting ingredient but beba they tried to do beba years ago and this is not like some revolutionary new thing like with Mitoburn. But uh, Basodrive, I think, was one of the ones that came out over the last few years. And it took a long time for that thing to actually get some traction because I remember when it first kind of dropped, it was really expensive and they were very stringent on it had to be the 508 uh, dosage. And then they relaxed those, relaxed pun intended, they relaxed those uh restrictions on it so people then started to use it because it was just really really expensive but that was one of those ones that came out when i read about it i was like that's a little different you know it's a little different take on how we get to improve blood flow so then we started using it and i was like man everything i use that has this thing in it feels pretty damn good so then you start to formulate like a full pain it takes a long time sometimes and we're you know it's not that initial but like you know if you use something nitrates i know anytime i use sodium nitrate if i put some salt and some nitrates together i'm good uh, it's as tried and true as you get yeah but you see the thing is i mean let's be honest i mean when you have robert uh, on a podcast and 
obviously you and and I guess I know a few things maybe, but uh, you know people expect that oh we know, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not the only ones who know. Even people who are brands that are releasing shitty products, they know what's good. Let let let's be perfectly honest. I mean, oh, for sure. I I know. I mean, we actually talked with my manufacturer today to, uh, about Vaso Drive. That shit is expensive. Extremely <laughs> expensive. Right, right. One fully dosed Vaso Drive. I mean, you can use Norvalin, S7, probably Citropy, and a bunch of other crap, and it's still not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, all they want to do is save money. There is no other way. You know, I think that to do a good formula is not that hard. It's not. The research is in front of you. The dosages are in front of you. Everything is in front of you. When mm-hmm. you're using cheaper ingredients or you're trying to justify the use of certain ingredients that are just not as effective, uh, the only reason you're doing it is to cut cost. Which I totally understand. I totally understand. You know, you want a cheaper product and you want, you know, more margins because we have, we sell to quite a few stores. I mean, we we have a good wholesale going on, but we have people that are turning us down because of the price, because they come to us and they say, well, we want to make 60% margins. And, you know, with your product, we can do it. So Mm -hmm. now the, the owner of the supplement store basically tells you to your face or on the phone, he tells you, listen, I own a supplement store, but I don't do it for the good of the humanity or for my customers to provide them with the best supplements. I do it to make money. You can't really fault them for it. You can't really blame them. I do understand, you know, everybody has bills to, to pay and stuff like that. But the other brands, they also know, you know, when they're using S7 as opposed to nitrates, that they know exactly what they're doing. They don't need us to tell them otherwise. They know exactly what's going on. So I don't think like, uh, you know, somebody's watching us right now, a brand owner, and goes, oh, my God, I didn't. No, no, you did. No. You did it knowingly. You put sure. that S7 in your product knowingly, and then you said that it's a game changer, and you said how great it is, and it gives 700,000% more pump than anything else. Mm-hmm. You did it willingly, and we are not three geniuses who open, you know, and, you know, it gave you breaking news and said, well, look, this is better. Everybody knows. Um, that's just the, that, the, that, that's the way it goes. Well, and, I think like one thing you said was really, it was kind of what I've been saying from the beginning, uh, as I was walking people through the process of formulating this product and then releasing the product, I said, uh, when we sampled it, because we did a lot of sampling, and it, it was, I was like, okay, we, we, we got something going on here, but I, I've been telling everybody, like, from the very beginning, I tried to release it a little slow, slowly, because what I told people, I said, I really need your feedback, <clears throat> especially, like, all the early adopters, um, basically, in, in my Instagram ecosystem, where everybody, I talked to everybody a lot anyway, I said, I, I, I said, I know there's there's some data here on each of these ingredients, but I, no one's ever put it together in one product and tried it out. I said, I don't really know what's going to happen. And I don't know any, like too many uh, supplement company owners that say, because you always, you want to tell people you have the answer for the, for the problem. And I'm like, mm, maybe, 
but then as people started to use it i'm like okay but like we we talked about earlier in this in the show i was like i'm still kind of trying to figure out why certain things happen we've been sort of hypothesizing why people are getting legitimately like better sleep from a product you're taking first thing in the morning why is why does it feel and, and everyone's different too you don't have consistent feedback you know people are their physiology is just different and it's hard to <laughs> really figure out what to listen to but i'm like why does this for me if i had this and then i have some coffee why does it feel so much different than the last like 20 years when i've been drinking coffee and that's not me being dramatic that's like and i'm going i don't fucking know <laughs> like, but as we're sort of digging down through it you're looking looking more you're going ah, oh, maybe there is something to it so you know i i've been trying to be transparent with everybody like i don't i don't have the answers to all these questions i said but hopefully we can get there with some legitimate feedback and i think that's one thing that a supplement company owner it's why i think sometimes it's hard to take chances because you're going to spend a lot of time educating people if they already people these days they think already they know what they want to look for uh, if you release a pre-workout that doesn't have citrulline in it even if it had nitrosogen people are going to shit all over it because it doesn't have citrulline even though they don't it does the same thing and people don't get that but people are kind of ingrained they like what they like so you can't fight that you know so if you're going to do something a little bit different you better Put in some time and sort of explain it or maybe you know do maybe kind of what i did where you're including people in your process and saying and you make them feel part of it and then they feel more comfortable you know with the product that's not i mean it's not like you said there's lots of people that could do the same thing but they're like why would i do that when i can just throw some s7 and some other shit in a capsule and make you know 900 on a product that's way easier so why not just do that You're muted, Robert. Oh, yeah, I figured that out. To not completely dump on the company that sells or markets uh, S7, which is Futraceuticals. The same ones behind Cogn Cognatic. Neurofactor, Cognitique. Yeah. I mean, they are, I love that ingredient yeah. 100%. Uh, so it's just that there's certain, just because we're not fans of one ingredient from an ingredient yeah. house doesn't mean all of them are dog shit. Just. <laughs> I, in my opinion, the, the way the science and the studies read, S7 would be a good like tertiary or quaternary ingredient in a pump blend, but not the primary or secondary. Third or fourth ingredient in a pump blend, not the first or second. Can't be saying words like that when you're drinking bourbon. Sorry, that's my... <laughs> the nerdiness comes out. The nerdiness <laughs> and the, the polysyllabic words come out. So... No, go ahead. go ahead. But you're right, because like one of the other ingredients that I'm not really a big fan of is spectra, unless you use it at a certain dose. It's the same as S7, where like, because people use spectra, and I don't blame them, it's a big paragraph of a lot of things that make people pretty comfortable, right? It's like, well, it's blueberry, and it's, you know, all these like fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. And it's like, if I, you know, you see that and you go, that's pretty impressive. When you really dig down into it, is it? I mean, you got to use a certain dose. Uh, and then I think you have something there's same as S7. It's like, well, what is, you know, a couple little bit, what's that going to do? We don't really know. But I mean, I see why they do it. And I certainly see why companies uh, use it. Oh, a lot, a lot of it has to do uh, with marketing and a lot of it. Sometimes the consumer wants to see certain products for whatever reason. Absolutely. Sold on something. I mean, as much as I, you know, 
speak negatively about S7. At the same time, I have used it myself. I think we used it in bare knuckle second or third version of any second version. And then I removed it and I was sold on it too because I was still sort of a beginner in the industry and I didn't dive deep into it, you know, and as soon as I saw that it's in effect, well, essentially ineffective, uh, and there are so many better ingredients, I removed it. With Spectra, we have Spectra in one of the products as well. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that people really rave about it. They want it more than anything. But, um, for, I mean, again, it, it, I guess it's well marketed, so to speak, you know, so I think that's the reason why. Um, so I'm not against it, but you know, like you said, as a secondary or a third ingredient or something like that, then I totally can understand that. But it's still, I mean, if you look into it, I mean, what's in it, it just doesn't, just doesn't make any sense, um, you know, at all. So, (laughs) well, they, uh, one of the thing, and that's a good point because I always go through a little bit of a risk reward every time I make a formula. And one of the things that I did one of the things that pushed me in the direction of the resveratrol although we went out joey and, and me we went through a conversation we found this really impressive uh liposomal resveratrol but one of the reasons why i put resveratrol in there there's a lot of ingredients that you can use nootropically brain health ways that you know for inflammation antioxidants and all these things i mean robert you know there's a million things we can put in there but one of the reasons why I lean more towards resveratrol, especially once I started to see some of the some of the data, was people that I'm going to sell this product to know resveratrol. They they've heard that. My mom knows what resveratrol is just because anybody that's heard that's watched Dr. Oz or you know you've heard about red wine, like they people associate resveratrol with longevity and health that's not something i don't have to fight against that i can let that kind of yeah but at the same time you're not saying that it's the best ingredient on the market and that's the star of the show stuff like that that's the main issue that i have when people are proclaiming it it's the best thing that ever created it's uh you know again the term game changer and stuff like that that's what pisses me off you want to include spectra or whatever Mm -hmm. in your in your formula that's fine but make sure the stars of your formula are actually good ingredients and they are fully dosed because that's what essentially it comes down to, you know, having a good product. Um, when people, the, the issue with resveratrol has always been the body just doesn't use it very well. So I could have used a dirt cheap resveratrol ingredient, but we found the liposomal one, that one actually we do use it. And then you start to get the benefits from it. People don't realize that they have to take grams and grams of it where we're able to unlock that with 100 milligrams where like what robert was saying earlier citropeak says hey we've managed to because that's what probably most of the advancements that we've seen in the supplement space i'd say especially over the last few years is some sort of absorption technology some sort of bioavailability we're taking old concepts and we're repackaging them uh, in a in a more deliverable way and that's one of the things with uh, this resveratrol, Citropeak says, hey, we can take uh, 1,200 milligrams and we can make it 200 and it's going to be just as good. But they don't have the, the data to back it up. There's no like study. Whereas like this resveratrol, they're like here, it's it's 4,800% more bioavailable. And they're like, here's the studies to prove it kind of thing. And you're like, 
and plus people know what liposomal stuff is kind of anyway so you don't really have to explain it but it's when people say things and then you're like wait where is the we were going over a product the other day on my instagram stories people have been talking a lot about mushrooms uh lately which you know mushrooms have been popular for a while but people have been asking me a lot about lately and i went to this amazon brand of mushrooms and it was all the things, right? It was the, you know, non-GMO and organic, and it's all these things, and it's third-party tested, and blah, 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 right? As you're looking at it, I say, I was like, I see no evidence that any of this stuff is true. Like, I don't see where they're saying, um, you're not proving it to me. So you can say it if you want, but if you're not proving it to me, then, you know, I mentioned this the other day when I, I said, when people say we have the cleanest pre-workout or our, we have this clean, whatever. I said, if you want to run around, say you have the cleanest product out there, and if you're not showing me your uh, test results and your, you know, your uh, your quality testing, and then shut the fuck up. Like, don't tell me you have the cleanest product out there if you're not going to show me your microbial tests and your other things to prove it. At least prove it to me. You know. Well, you know what. Um... I think that the reason why I went to the Greens formula that we did with Robert and the reason why I did not release it, I mean, I think we did that formula, what, two years ago, maybe three years ago? It's been a while. We, uh, we kick-started the idea probably two years ago, and then you and I discussed it maybe six months ago, last summer, fall well, time, yeah, to no, kind of refresh one, it and tweak one or two ingredients. Yeah, well, number one, obviously, because it's those because Robert is a fucking maniac. Yeah. Uh, came, Are you came, trying to make profit? Stop having him formulate your stuff. It it it, it, came, it came out. I support pretty, formulation. Yeah. I don't I don't make any claims or <laughs> claim any credit for anything. It, I support, it, it out, encourage, once, promote. Once I saw once I saw the gram of Vaso Drive, I was like, stop that man. <laughs> stop him. Oh, back to the other previous ingredient. Top trademarked ingredients. Phaser drive, yeah. We let's go. talked about it while you were gone. Yeah, right. yeah. I had so, to. Uh, we we basically obviously it's it's an expensive formula, but the main drawback, and that's the reason why we're gonna have to revisit it, is the fact that it tasted like shit. I mean, it was so bad. It was like to a point to a point where it's like I couldn't fucking handle it. But uh, the reason why I came back to it last week, I think last week, one of the members were at a pond came to the gym and he goes like that, you know, that he has uh, a very good tasting, great greens formula by the company that I'm not going to say on air, which one it doesn't really matter. But uh, I, he gave me one serving in a Ziploc bag to try. I haven't tried it yet, by the way. And, but, you know, a few people, I, I did a little research and from this specific company, they love it. They love it. It tastes great. Everybody raves about it. And uh, <laughs> um, see you, Pete. Have care. a good night, man. Thank you. Good night. And uh, I believe that it probably tastes good. But when I looked at the formula, this is the formula that uh, you know that that Robert would definitely not approve. I mean, I didn't approve it at all because yeah. it, uh, it was kind of like two or three ingredients that looked like Spectra. But they were obviously, you know, generic. So it was just pretty much a prop blend of different fruits and vegetables. And the total amount came to like like fucking four or five grams total. Well, what Robert and I did, I think it was like the scoop was like 15 grams or some shit like that, which was crazy. 
but yeah. you will get results. And I revisited the formula myself before Robert and I are going to have to discuss it again. And the doses that we did, I did each and every ingredient one by one. And when I looked, you know, Googled it and looked into it, we were actually within exactly where it's supposed to be. You know, the doses were correct. I mean, they were, I don't want to use the term clinical, but they were advised. Mm -hmm. so research support. Research, research recommended doses. They were within that reach. But that one was just basically a prop blend. And I would say that, uh, you know, the flavoring was probably more than the ingredient themselves. But well, yeah, you're also it, fighting. It tastes good. Right. You're fighting these days flavor. You ha it has to taste good. It has right? to taste good. So that's, the reason. that's the main I, reason why I didn't release it, because it tasted like shit. Because now you're you're facing everyone that's releasing greens formulas. They're tasting pretty good. And, and most of them have to dial back on the greens and maybe uh, put in something else to usually like some fruits or something like that. But you can't it just won't sell if it doesn't taste good so like you're absolutely right which sucks because and that go actually goes back to when i was saying about wanting to do a, a powdered flavored version of brain food i pick certain ingredients there it's basically tasteless like we actually we were tasting it this morning uh just powder and water it doesn't taste like anything so like you know robert knows like if i would have put tea cream or something else in there you're gonna have to fuck around with flavor quite a bit and i didn't want to have to do that so it's kind of like you said it's a decision that you make that you want to give people some effective products but you also have to you have to deliver it in a way that people are going to use it yeah you don't mean that for us that are used to tasting how does it taste mm -hmm. the number one question today most of the time is what does it taste like so they can still forgive you uh, you know, on a flavor when it comes to pre-workout, they can still forgive you, especially the ones who are knowledgeable. For but sure. for, for, for most part, they want the pre-workout to taste like uh, an egg one, like EAs. You know, they want it to taste phenomenal, like protein powder, which, you know, I mean, as many, many people know, once you drop the fucking nootropics and, and the stimulants, that's it. It's over, mm -hmm. you know? People started releasing effective flavors that also tasted really good. Then it kind of screwed because, you know, like if you were to look at Klaxon Super Greens, they were kind of one of the ones. Uh, their initial runs didn't taste the greatest. Their subsequent flavors have been, but they don't have a lot of greens in that formula. To call it a greens formula is not really modified greens they use like they use a lot of fruits they use a lot of things that push that formula so you're not fighting that greens flavor because dude i mean someone but you know what i mean glaxon is when it comes to day greens and this is another credit that i will give them is that well day greens is not maybe super dose and you know just like clinically dosed or recommended dosages and like but they don't make crazy claims and that's what i respect they it's actually, you know, I mean, yeah, they, 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 they don't make it, but they, they do taste good and they are what they are without, you know, making claims, best greens on the market, you know, game changing greens, the best for your health, for digestion and whatnot. And that I can respect that. Well, they, they, initially, they didn't taste too good. They made some changes. They, they prioritized the taste. And also don't forget that uh, Glaxon is sold at GNC. GNC is a different market. It's uh, it's it's mainstream. Those guys do care about the taste more than we do. 
Well, they were one of the first ones too. Uh, they even said like on their own website, they're like, hey, when it comes down to it, a lot of these greens, you're basically just getting chlorophyll from the greens. You're not getting the micronutrients that you get when you when you eat greens. So we add some other things kind of to help out here and there. And I remember seeing it on their website and I was like, well, that's fucking refreshing because everyone else will tell you like, you know, not everyone else, but you see these shitty greens products out there. The part that bothers me is when someone presents it in a way they say, this is equal to 79 servings of greens. And you're like volume wise, but not nutritionally. So don't say that. That's the type of stuff. It's like it's not equal to 79 servings of greens. It's it's enough powder for it, but you're not getting the same nutrition from it. So that's that's the type of misleading stuff that you see with greens. And I'm just like and, and I think it's not only greens. I think in general, if you come honest, if you come clean with your customer, I think in the long run you're gonna benefit more and they're gonna appreciate it more. Um uh, the most comments and people were reaching out to me like nonstop actually had to do with you justin um about pre-workout because uh it would actually that happened with two pre-workouts one was um that jaffa orange assassin the 6.5 uh mm. i made a comment and the other one was i think maybe bloody hooligan or maybe fuck mediocre that you made a comment so one of the comments that you've made you said that you disappointed because it tastes good but that was an inside joke obviously you know between yeah. us and it wasn't anything negative it was actually mm -hmm. a funny thing to say mm -hmm. and i remember two or three people like not a lot but they, they reached out to me like how can you say that you know, <laughs> he's insulting you i'm like mm -hmm. it's a fucking joke mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing behind it if anything i said he's sending praises that the pre-workout is good and he's used to what we used to have before with assassin so it's a compliment mm -hmm. and the second one was that i made remember i released a video that we were releasing assassin re-releasing assassin the nasty tasting one and i said it tastes like shit on video i did say i do remember that yeah. and people were like how can you say that about your product like what the fuck are you doing it was like you're gonna taste it and you're gonna I know mean, it tastes like shit i didn't say it's a bad pre-workout I yeah. did say that assassin, the current assassin, in my opinion, is a better product. It, uh, but that one is strong. It's very aggressive. And there are people who like that. Personally, it's not me. But there are a lot of people that like it. And I was just being honest about it. And people are so used to lies and, you know, misinformation that when you're being honest with them, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. you're supposed to say that it's the best tasting on the market. It's the best pre-workout on the market. It's the strongest pre-workout on the market. Like, yeah, guys, I'm not gonna say it because if I say it and it's not true, you're gonna fucking make comments and say, "Well, Robbie's a liar because that pre-workout tastes right. like it," you know. And it's not the strongest assassin. It's not the best assassin. And again, pre-workouts best. That that's very subjective. I had this. I kind of screwed myself, uh, not on purpose, but. The biggest thing I was worried about when I was Is Kristen releasing... okay with that or <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> when we were you were the one earlier said something about spicing up your back end and something and I I forget what it was but uh, the so right before we officially launched uh, Brain Food I TNS uh, had 
some inventory and they were selling some of it. So the biggest concern I had, I did not want these people in our space thinking this was a pollen overtime, right? I, I didn't want them thinking this was a smart truck. So I basically, I downplayed it so much. I actually had a girl, she was one of the first people that bought it. And she's like, she's like, ah, ah. I was like, you know, what do you think? And she's like, she's like, ah, it's not supposed to like give me focus and energy. Right. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, I'm just, I feel like really lit up mentally and I have all this focus and energy, but you're kind of saying it's not supposed to do that. And I was like, no, like it's good. Like, don't worry. Like it, it is supposed to do that. I was just, I tried so hard to like not put false expectations up because people are going to use it and then they're going to go where you're full of shit. So I had probably swung the pendulum too far in the other direction saying, you know, don't miss, I don't want you to think it's a smart drug. And I, so people were like, Oh, is something wrong with this thing? Because I feel really, you know, mentally alert and all this focus and energy. And I was like, I can't win, I guess. This is trying to be honest, you know. But I think that's at the end what what is maybe even a new angle, so to speak. You know, it's uh it's a great, I think, marketing tool, honesty, something that a lot of people kind of forgot how to crazy. do. You know, it's crazy because you're so used to best tasting protein on the market, strongest pre-workout on the market, game changer, you know, best ingredient will give you a million percent more pump, more energy, more focus. And, and those are the things that you, you know, I mean, um, the same thing happened with Bare Knuckle. When Bare Knuckle was released now, somebody says to me, well, this thing is not supposed to give you energy, but I'm so energized. I'm so focused. Is like, something wrong? Is it spike? You know, great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make those claims because not that I'm scared. It's just like I think it can come back and bite you in the ass at the end. And a lot of times that's exactly what happens. People are making false claims, and I think that if they kind of went around, if you're releasing a shitty pre-workout or, you know, or a cheap pre-workout, just say it. And that's the reason why I had the problem with all these daily drivers. The fuck is a daily driver? You know, I mean, for some, I know that some, for some daily drivers are assassin. That's a daily driver. But I know, Robert, when we send them out packages that, you know, that he orders, and I remember... I know that Robert on a regular basis fucking orders Universal Soldier, and I'll bet anything that he takes it as a pre-workout. So who am I to tell him not to take it as a pre-workout if he wants to use it as a pre-workout? And it can be used as a pre-workout. It has the ingredients to make it a decent pre-workout. Maybe that's his daily uh, pre-workout. But just because something is cheap, they call it, oh, look, a daily pre-workout. Why? Because it's cheap. No, it's cheap because you fucking didn't put anything in it. That's the reason why it's cheap. And you're calling it daily because you want to sell more so people would use it on a daily basis so they run out and buy more from you. That's the only reason. So tell the yeah. truth. You made a cheaper yeah. pre-workout, not a daily driver, because Hooligan can be a daily driver too. I don't use any pre-workout daily. I usually use a different pre-workout. Huh? Different ones. You use different ones when needed. Right. But at most, I'm training five days a week if it's just like a hit session or a cardio workout or something like that i'm not taking a pre-workout if it's chest and back or a push day leg day shoulders and arms whatever kind of rotation sandy and i are working through at the time i will use a pre-workout on those days but some days it's bare knuckle i'll have you know a french press of coffee that i'll make in the morning 
and then an hour later, I'll mix up some bare knuckle after that or a different stem-free pre-workout that I have. Or just, you know, some capsules of a pump supplement that I have either bloody hell or some of the caps that Todd from Nutrition 21 when he was there sent me for new level or nitrosagene. I don't understand the daily driver thing. If like my laptop that I'm doing this podcast on is my daily driver. I use that every single day, no matter what. This this keyboard that's right here, this external keyboard is an every third day driver. You don't need a uh, pre-workout every damn day of the week. Well, I think you, like some not- of it too came from uh, some of these companies that have gone into like bigger bigger retail, bigger box retail, Walmart and stuff like that. I think because sometimes you get into a position where you have, it's not the companies. And I mean, you guys are right. Obviously I agree with you guys, but there are situations where the retailer themselves will say we need, you know, it was kind of like C4 back in the day. And then there was like C4 sport and C4 ripped. And that's not, it's not their decision. That's Walmart telling them that we need a, you know, this version of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're seeing like, uh, so I think when you start seeing like a rise come out with a elemental or a daily, a daily kind of pre-workout, then companies that are not following the same uh, distribution start being like, oh, rise made one. So we have to make one. But then you're like, well, they're making one for a reason. You're making one just to copy off kind of what they're doing. And then, then the whole concept sort of loses its, because they're specifically being asked perhaps to make one for a customer that that a retailer says, we have customers that want this, so make this. And they're like, okay, here's your product. And then see people in our space, because we can't think of like our own ideas in this space too often. They're like, well, what, what did Rise do? What did Ghost do this today? Let's make the same thing. And then you're like, well, now, now what are we doing? Now it's, you know, kind of all gets, you know, convoluted. So. Petrostrong. We can talk about Petrostrong. Actually, I have some uh, some lengthy uh, thoughts about Petrostrong. Yeah, from Nick P. What yeah, are your guys' opinion on Petrostrong? So one of the things I always give Glaxon credit uh, about is, um, and this is a personal thing too, because they always include me, and they do a lot of testing. And I mean, like, they'll start testing stuff. So Joey, they hit me up because you know, a lot of people in our space, <laughs> they'll test muscle builders, but they're on something and they're like, yeah, I use this Peptostrong, man. I put on 37 pounds of muscle and it's like, yeah, well, with the trend, you know, or whatever else you're taking. Yeah. So, so Joey and Michael, I remember reach out to me a few years ago. They're like, well, we know that you, you're, you're an Addy. And <laughs> so you actually allegedly, do, I need right. to see the blood test. Allegedly. Yeah. Hey, uh, we don't need mm. no, no, no. so they said uh they wanted me to try peptostrong well they didn't tell me what it was at the time they wanted me to try uh fortitropin the yoked whatever with the egg yolk uh, fortitropin yep. and this and because they were like you know we're trying to figure out a different way to go but to their credit th- this was way before anomaly ever came out and we tried out the fortropin i was like i was like i got nothing from whatever this is i said absolutely nothing and what we were doing at the time granted you can throw some things off by doing it this way 
but I started to focus on specific lifts at the gym. And anytime you start to focus on specific lifts, your numbers will usually go up and things like that. But we, I had significant uh, strength increases taking this other thing that they had sent me. And I took it for a really long time and it ended up being this Peptistrol, which I don't know that it has like crazy good data behind it, but that was my experience with it. And then I definitely noticed uh, they wanted me to stop taking it and see how I felt. And we were kind of like going on and off and measuring the soreness and all this other stuff. And so we actually went through a pretty, pretty controlled uh, experiment with it. And I was, I really liked it. And then I think whatever else that they're putting in here, that GG Gold, um, I think elevates it just a little bit, at least from my understanding. So I had a pretty good experience with it. We still use it uh, to this day. I've been using Anomaly off and on since, you know, for years. Yeah. And there have been a few other companies that have released uh, a Pepti Strong inclusive product over the past six months or so. Yeah, I don't know if Glaxon uh, had like a exclusive for a little while on it or something because then Core started using it out of nowhere and then a couple other people started using it. Yeah, I mean, so Joey and, and Mike and the gang started using it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Soul Performance started using it a month ago. Core started using it three months ago, and then SNS started using it. Three There's a company ago. that has always made some cool stuff that rarely gets talked about. I feel like. They yeah, always- Steve Wood and SNS. I love them. I mean, like affordable products, super quality doses, quality manufacturing. I've bought numerous bottles of Joint support xt over the years and their uh, what's their their uh, gda glycophase when people look for glucose disposal agents and stuff you know mm-hmm. years ago i would recommend their glycophase product yeah we were always i mean when we were going over stacked years ago you and i like every week they they always had something cool on there yeah no it's a very good company yeah, they don't get enough credit, and they definitely deserve more because That's um, a cool they, form, all, they, they make cool stuff. Basoflow, specialized green and black tea leaf extract. That's a cool formula. Anyway, yeah, I, I I liked. I don't know if you've ever used Peptistrong, but I I liked it. I haven't used the core because a lot of people people will ask me a lot like. Should I buy Core Bolic or should I buy Glaxon Anomaly? And I'm like, that much I really can't. I can't tell you. What's in Core? Let me pull up Core Bolic real quick. It's a little bit different. There's something unique about it because Core, ma- you know, Core makes good stuff. They make good. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Doug and the gang there do <clears> some <throat> good stuff. Let me see. Supplement facts. So we got 2,400 milligrams. Pepti Strong, 350 grams, Raponticum, Carthamoide. So that was what uh, Epicatechin and some of those other relatives of whatever you're talking about of um, Terchesterone, so like Dysterone, uh, that Performax used to use is from Raponticum. Oh yeah, yeah. Matt, was it like Mass Max or something like that that nobody could figure out or pronounce anything that was on that label? 
Yeah. They would, I would get questions about that all the time. I'm like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. I mean, it's been a minute since I've talked to Aaron, but they usually do some really solid stuff over there. Yep. Um, but yeah, Corbolic looks solid. Uh, without using this or having used any other core stuff, uh, but usually their formulas are solid. And when Kenton was there, you know, he's, he is one of the sharpest guys, kind of like Joey Aglaxon, and has a Kenton has a vocabulary <clears throat> orders of magnitude higher than I do. Mm -hmm. um, I think, well, I know Glaxon too, they use the DR caps. Yeah, so that probably helps with the absorption and the yeah. uptake and all of that. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I mean, for for these, I would say for these, you know, natural muscle builders, like I certainly would grab this before I would grab like Turkesterone or anything like that. Absolutely. All right. It's coming, James. It's coming. <laughs> I guess hopefully, hopefully not another two years. Um, there was one question. I, I know we've been going on for almost two hours, but there's one question that I actually meant to ask both of you. Um, and it's a subject that all three of us have kind of been always negative about. <laughs> but um, in the podcast on Saturday, I was talking, we were talking to Jason Arns. And Jason's a good friend of mine. He owns the brand I Prevail. Guy's awesome. I love Jason. Yeah, he's, he's really a good guy, and he's been a friend for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And he touched upon a subject that I've been always very critical of, but um, I could see his point to an extent. And I even, I, I won't say that I reversed my opinion, but maybe just opened my mind a little bit more to it. And that is uh, proprietary blends. So, uh, you know, he knows that uh, that I get both flattered and annoyed at the same time, people copying formulas and looks and stuff like that. And he goes, no, I totally understand it. He says, if there was a way to protect the formula through something like proprietary blend where you actually protect it, so people would not copy it to an extent where, they, you know, dose for dose and stuff like that, because we've seen that happen, of course. And, you know, with any transparent formula, yes, you are basically telling people what you're doing. So if I want to copy you or you want to copy me, there is nobody can stop us. Um, so I could see it. The problem is, is that uh, I'm still convinced that 99.9% .9 of people that do problems do it for mostly financial reasons where they're trying to cut corners. That is my strong belief. Uh, and because so many people have done it, I feel like it's very difficult to go back and do it right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's possible to do a hooligan or assassin uh, in a prop blend. I mean, the same dosages, just not disclose what they are. So it is possible to do it. Um, well, even before you go further, like for, I know like a lot of people will already know this, but like I'll give an example. So when um when we did our testing our post manufacturing testing for brain food because i have on there 100 milligrams of each ingredient then you have to hit that mark of 100 milligrams you know you have your tolerance in there but when we go through the testing of each ingredient 
if I prop blended this, the only thing that you would have to show is that that ingredient is in there at all. So when you go through the testing process, it becomes much easier for a manufacturer, much easier for a brand. So I, I know people, they'll, they understand proprietary blends, but also when you say it's cheaper, you know, for the brand or you can manipulate, maybe you have an ingredient that's more expensive. I could have put that liposomal resveratrol in there at one milligram or whatever, and it doesn't reach a clinical dose. So then there's that part, but also when it comes to us having to test our ingredients, it's, it's more complicated to hit your target number. And if you're proprietary blending, you don't have a target number to hit. So uh, adding to the layer of what you already said, I think some people, if you've not gone through the testing process, wouldn't know that. So well, there's a the, lot of things. I, there. I think, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that if, I think the initial intention, or at least I would like to believe that that was the initial intention to actually to protect and not to show the exact breakdown of the ingredients doses, that's what I would like to believe. But we all, all know that for most part, that's not the case. For most part, it's instead of putting three grams to six grams of citrulline, there's going to be 200 milligrams or something like that uh, in a proprietary blend formula. However, uh, when we are off the air, I'm not going to say it on air, Robert and I discussed a combination. I don't know, Robert, if you remember, or if you can remember what, I, what I'm talking about. Uh, when I was at Supply Side West, I called Robert about a combination of two ingredients um, that possibly could yield phenomenal results. But I know that if we actually disclose that, then and if it actually worked because we first have to try it we we're yet to try it if it worked i mean I, I, everybody would be doing it but if we combine it in the prop blend we would actually be able to hide you know the formula itself the effectiveness of the combination of the two products so i do ketamine leave... and methamphetamine I was gonna say <laughs> solid combo yeah so solid I, combo i i think that it's something that's possible and I think that there is an angle of doing it properly. So I think that without naming anyone, if there is a supplement brand that is known for proprietary blend and known to be a garbage brand, so to speak, if they're going to release the next proprietary blend, even if it's good, I mean, we already don't trust them. We already don't believe them because we know that they shit. But if a proprietary blend came from you or from me, or from Ben, I'm inclined to believe that people would believe us that we're actually doing it to protect the formula. I'm talking about Ben and Morphogen? Yeah. I just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> Good one. I know where you're going with this. Okay. But, uh, but I think that I'm inclined to believe that people would actually believe us. So it's a risk, you know, especially coming from somebody who shit on proprietary blends for eight years, it would be a risky move. But I think if we came with an explanation, because the combination that Robert and I talked about, we are not, we haven't tried it. We did something that in theory might potentially work. Um, Robert did find some studies and some research behind it. But again, it's something that we need to test out. But once we put it on a, you know, on a transparent formula, on a transparent label, the caddy's out of the back. I mean, mm -hmm. now, now, now everybody knows what's up and, you know, 
that would feel that that would actually piss me off to be honest so yeah, I, mean, I, I want your opinion about possibility of a prop blends but done right is it doable and would it change your mind your approach or would you still prefer to have it a fully transparent formula it also kind of depends on the formula itself like where um yeah. sorry robert go ahead i i, I was just going to say I've always said not all proprietary blends are inherently evil, but me too. Um, they are, and also like one of the things like I, you know, it would be genius if I proprietary blended my product, but then like made the proprietary blend because a lot of people will see a proprietary blend and they think that's a good thing because they're like, well, who, that means that person has discovered something that no one else has discovered. Like you have some kind of secret sauce. Uh, going on in there. So yeah, there's definitely a marketing. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. If it was an ingredient that you were first to market with and you owned or say Joey at Glaxon uncovered some analog of a phytochemical. They did do that. In some plant. Yeah. They, they uncover that. They do that. They're first to market with it and want to protect that. I understand that. I pitched Aaron at Performax on this combination, not for them to use. I didn't do any formulation with them, but this was just, hey, I stumbled across this ingredient with this combination. So it was olive leaf extract plus some celery root extract because celery acts in a certain way or a certain alkaloid in celery root extract acts as a pump enhancer in conjunction with a couple of other things for cardiovascular benefits and blood pressure reduction and hypertensive patients. So I thought maybe these two would be really cool. And he said, I like what you're thinking, and, but the average consumer isn't going to understand what the fuck we're going for. They're going to see a bunch of nonsense on the label and it doesn't matter what we call it. It's probably not a good idea or like it might be beneficial, but it, like we need to get the average consumer to a higher level of understanding. So I understand where, where he's coming from. Plus where the average consumer, now granted, when I first got into the industry to where today the average consumer knows a lot more, but they're also duped a lot more by all the stupid shithead influencers that are out there. I'll use a bunch of other expletives, but I don't want to get us demonetized. So, Well, to your point, so Glaxon, this is a good example because I think I don't want to speak too out of turn here, but I, I think like what Glaxon did, they, so everything Glaxon does basically is, fully transparent, right? But they had their MyoSeq uh, sequence of amino acids in their intro yep. product. And what, what they said was, they're like, you know, we don't have anything proprietary. And you would see that from time to time, like uh, Amino 9, something that Cage used was a trademark proprietary blend of amino acids. Yeah, from so, Compound Solutions, which yes. I... Right. So, but yeah. what Glaxon had, they said, we think we've come across the sequence that mimics skeletal muscle of amino acids. And we want to, we're going to protect that. And we created this blend of amino acids that not the, just the, you know, basic BCAs, EAAs, whatever, this very specific sequence of them. And they uh, trademarked it and they protected it. But I don't think anybody got it. Like, I, I don't think that, like, no one really, the MyoSeq thing never really caught on. It was hard for them to explain. People didn't understand it. 
So it was kind of one of those things where they were sort of ahead of the schedule, maybe. I think some people tried it yeah. in the past, did it in the past, so it wasn't like a revolutionary thing, but I think uh, they almost like out, like to what Aaron was saying, they almost like outthought themselves where it's like, oh, we got this cool thing, but then people were like, where's the amino acids? <laughs> like, where's, yeah. the, where's the BCAs? And you're like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, and there's, I think you also need to understand what is your intended benefit from the prop lens? So I've used several tubs of G Fuel, the little powdered gamer supplement. When I bought that at the time, I was under no misguided notions that this was like the be-all, end-all brain blaster supplement that it was hyped to be. I, I didn't care about that. It was, it was something that was delicious tasting. It had a certain amount of caffeine with a pixie dusting of some other stuff that uh, instead of taking coffee in the afternoon, I will use that if I want something that's kind of flavored. And I'll mix some other powdered supplements like Lion's Mane, Rishi, Chaga, some of that other stuff in there. The, the flavoring in that is strong enough. Plus, it's got a little bit of a booster in it. If I've had coffee or a pre-workout at 7 a.m. when I typically work out. And there if I want some people crying like, all over the internet right now as he's saying this, Rob. Yeah, I've this. said it before. I'm I mean, just it's, it, it's, Yeah. <laughs> It's fine, but like there are certain things that I keep in the pantry. That, I got you. Like, yeah. You just want something that that, that kind of tastes good. Like I might as well have used a Gatorade packet and an instant caffeine tablet or whatever. That's mm -hmm. fine. You get forty or fifty servings for twenty bucks, whatever. I I'm under no uh, notions that it's going to change the world or anything. It tastes you, great. It's, it's great tasting that? caffeine. It's like an energy drink. It's great tasting caffeine. I'm fine with that. Great tasting and cheap. That's what it all comes down to right there. Great tasting. Yeah, and then I add my actives of what I'm looking for. So No, I got you. I, I, I think like still to this day, some of the wildest uh, pre-workout experiences I've had are from Phil proprietary blend the stimulant blend at least and i'm like hey man that's fine or because you know when we get into when i tell people yeah. if you're in the market what i don't really like is a product that <clears throat> is leaning towards the health crowd like you're like okay we're going to give you these specific health benefits whether it's joint health or brain health or cardiovascular health if you do that and you start proprietary blending things that's where it's like well there's there's specific things that you need to hit if you're going to claim that you're going to be able to help someone's not medical issues because we're not allowed to do that but if, if you start pushing into someone's specific you know health kind of concerns then you know if you make something proprietary blended i don't really i don't really care for that too much because you're supposed to be hitting certain numbers for that yeah uh any All listeners right. out so, there you got any more questions let us know otherwise i think it might be time for uh the grandpas to hop off and yeah, we promise it's not gonna be six months now two hours later and it all comes down to cheap and flavorful that's the name of this podcast now the cheap just how i like my women cheap and flavorful <laughs> right right <laughs> All right, oh, there was one more question that we had that we did not address. What's up? Is the podcast going to be on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, I well, actually, I was saying this. Uh, uh, I was I was laying into our space a little bit this week. 
because people were talking about the drama and i said look and I, this isn't me standing on a soapbox i was like this whole thing like i get it where like if you're business owners whatever there's a certain mental stress and things that you do that can't really be replicated i was like this is not hard work i was like we're not that busy we're not like yeah you're you're busy and you do stuff but we're fucking around a lot i was like this is not like the the hard work that a lot of people do out there on a day-to-day basis we got we got time we got time we're not that busy so no we we, we obviously can't promise that we i I know that a lot of people once we posted that we're gonna do this even though i fucked up with a date instead of 117 i put 116. um you know but despite that a lot of people have reached out and uh, they were very happy you know that we're gonna do this and i think that we can safely say that we maybe not on a weekly basis but probably once every two weeks or so we can definitely do it and you know, it's obviously we are having fun, so why not? And, you know, as long as people want to listen to what we have to say, I mean, why not? And there's always something happening in the industry. Apart from drama, of course, you know, releases by different companies, different products, you know, and of course, you know, I'm looking forward to see what Justin's going to do in 2024 because he had a very good start and I think he did it the right way. And, you know, we obviously going to do a couple of things and, uh we're obviously going to do a couple of things. <laughs> a couple of things, you know. So uh, it, it's going to be a, an interesting year, just like, you know, the last couple of years. So, yeah, stay tuned, and definitely we'll try to do it more often. All Sounds right, like gentlemen. All right. As we close out, uh, we have everybody's contact links listed in the comments below. But, Justin, where can everybody find you? Uh, Supplement Snoop on Instagram is where you'll find me most days. I do post a lot on the MyQ Brain Food, at MyQ Brain Food uh, Instagram. I'm usually on Instagram the most. I'll be doing other platforms soon, but uh, that's where you can find me most often. Mr. Samborski? Same thing. I'm on Instagram. You know, it's easy to reach out to me. I try to answer at least most of the questions, and, you know, I'm, I'm fairly active. Uh, so, yeah, just like Justin, you can always reach out to me. That's no problem at all. Okay. Uh, any future questions for this uh, trio of supplement nerds, leave a comment down below. Hit me up at robert at supplementengineer.com and check out the Supplement Engineer Patreon at patreon.com slash supplementengineer. And we'll catch you all next time. Take care, guys. Get the fuck back on social media, Robert. <laughs>